When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Appreciate you guys listening to the Donna and Steve show on my talk 1071, everything entertainment. Do we have Mr. Steve Patterson? I do not believe so. He said he's ready to go, but we're not hearing anything. So I am going to give him a call quick. Okay, okay I'll hit this button. Give me a beat. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Yee-haw! And Steve Patterson. Do you like Huey Lewis on the news? This is... Is the beat. Hi. Okay, so we're to begin. Uh, Toby uh, Keith has canceled all of his shows. Uh, Yeah. yeah. I feel really bad, but I I think it's probably the right thing to do. Toby Keith, of course, uh, just recently revealed to his fans that he has been battling stomach cancer since the fall of last year, last year, and... He did have dates on the books and wasn't sure. We didn't know yesterday what was going to happen with them, but it looks like he has to cancel so he can take good care of himself. So That's good. Yeah, so I don't know if he's coming around here or he's supposed to be at any festivals or anything, but um, yeah, he will not be performing. So just a little heads up on that. Uh, In other music artist news, Britney Spears' ex, Jason Alexander, has been hit with... A felony. Of course. Must stay away from her for three years. Um, Steve, you there, buddy? Yeah. Hey, buddy. Finally. Okay, you can keep going. Sorry, guys. Just wanted to get him in. Okay. Can I go back to the Toby Teeth thing real quick? Sure. I missed the first part of why the why behind the the cancellation. Is Uh, it? Did you? Is it a COVID thing? uh, No, he has stomach cancer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's a critical thing for me to miss. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, so yeah. he's going to just continue with his treatment and, you know, until things get, you know, a little better under control. Ringo so. Starr had to cancel a lot of his dates. Mick Jagger, too, and because Mick of COVID. Jagger. Oh, I yeah. didn't know Mick got it, too. Yep. Wow. Because of COVID, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so back to Britney for a second. Felony for Jason Alexander, correct? That is correct. So he had his arraignment yesterday for breaking into Britney's home on her wedding day last Thursday. Um, Security guard Richard uh, Eubler, who came into contact with Jason Alexander during the incident, also obtained a restraining order. Uh, He has to stay 100 yards away from both Spears and the uh, Eubler, the security guard. He can't communicate with either one of them. He's being charged with stalking, essentially. Um, he pleaded not guilty to trespassing, vandalism, and battery, but he has been charged with a felony stalking. 
Um, Jeez. So That's he, one you don't want on your record. He can't possess any weapons or guns. He has to relinquish any firearms. He uh, remains incarcerated. His bail has now been set at $100,000. So wow. good for wow. them for getting that taken care of so quickly. Who's going to pay that bail? Great question, Steve. You know, it's not it's not like it's coming from the Spears camp. You would imagine that's going to be tough for him to spring bail after doing something like that. Yeah. And, and there are conditions, even if he does make bail, uh, in addition to the 100-yard stay-away order, he has to report to probation within 24 hours of his release. He will be wearing an ankle bracelet so he can be monitored by the probation department. Uh, her attorney, that Matthew Rosengart, who really changed things for her big time for her life and her future. He was present at the arraignment and uh, he was personally incensed by the intrusion, um, Mm. but also very thankful to the police department and all that. So that is really scary. That guy does not seem stable. No, I think that I, I think you're totally right about that. And it, it just felt like, you know, when you saw that happen, it seems everything about the video seemed bizarre and weird. And I kept thinking, goodness gracious, what would have happened if he would have turned a corner and seen Brittany and been recording? Like, how would she have reacted? What would she have said? What what would her response have been to seeing her ex-husband? I don't know how much they've connected or, or stayed in contact over the years since they're all, you know, very brief marriage, but they were friends growing up. Like, what would that have been like? I wonder I if she did, because I did hear, I did hear one report that she was aware that he was there, yeah. but I, I don't know that they made oh, at the time. contact, but he's continuously trespassed on her property. Oh. This isn't a first time thing. But, you know, like, imagine... Mm. What if he had turned the corner and there's Brittany there in her wedding gown or something like that? <laughs> and like, what would we have seen? How would she have responded? Yeah. How, would, how would any of us respond? But, you know, considering all the distress that she's gone through over the past few years, you just wonder, like, like on top oh, that of that. Yeah. 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 Gosh, this guy was also under a protection, um, violated an order of pr- protection against somebody else in December. So he's got a lot of problems. I, I believe somebody emailed us and said he's also one of the people who stormed the Capitol. So there's oh, there's a lot of issues going on. Yeah, yeah. That I didn't know about. I did wow. not confirm that, but that oh. was an email that came. So Brittany, by the way, mm-hmm. um, so has an ironclad prenup. You'll be happy to know. Uh, Sam Asgari won't get much, if anything, from Britney Spears should things go south between them. The Any money she has made before the wedding is all protected. Hmm. Which Well, that's, that's important, I think, particularly in her situation where she just got out of a conservatorship. Right. She just got access to handling this again. And so the idea of if you run it up the bad motives tree... And I'm not saying this about Sam, but if we're just playing the game here of a guy coming in and then sticking around for a while, just hoping that he can walk off with half the money in the end. After considering her context, you know me, Donna, I'm not always a prenup fan. I know you're not. But I, but I think <laughs> that there are some situations 
that not all situations are necessarily created equally right. in, in a specific like, case like this. Yes. Like for yes. you and your wife, you got married so young. Mm-hmm. A prenup yeah, wouldn't like, even Do you make... you want my shirts? Right. Yes. It wouldn't make any sense whatsoever. But if you're someone, let's just say... Later in life. 40, in mm-hmm. your 40s and you're getting married and you have amassed a fortune or a lot of money that you worked really hard for. Yes. Why right. should somebody... Have access to that money. I mean, I get anything you made after the marriage. Yes. And while you're together, they have access to it. But if you break up, why should they be entitled to something that was yours prior to you being with them? Yeah, you didn't. Sure. They didn't help make that money. You put the sweat equity into whatever business or if it's an inheritance, an inheritance. But if it's a business that you started, they didn't help it. So I. Yes, queen. Yeah. You know where I stand. We got prenups. So, so, what's, go. so uh, what's the name of your engineer over there, Steve? Uh, Adam. Adam, he's, in he's outside the door Oh, right you're here. just working with our guy. Yeah. I, I thought you yeah. had an engineer over there at ABC. Donna, what, do you think I have an engineer anywhere I go? I, you think no, I, travel with an I engineer? just thought it would be nice for them to have someone on standby to help you out in case something didn't go right. No, ours, there is a particular thing. Lori has success in Hawaii. Uh, you, once you figured out the, the mic thing, you know, have success when you had to broadcast from home. There is, last thing you said was, got everything all set up, tested everything, you're good to go. All you got to do is, you know, plug in, turn it on. And then somehow the computer essentially reset. So when I just signed in 30 minutes ago, it was like, welcome to this computer. Would you like to set up Microsoft, whatever? Oh, no. And so it <laughs> refused to uh, recognize any headphones that you were putting in because of some deep in the annals of the computer annals. system setting said don't recognize any headphones. Oh. I don't know. You're good now. It was tested and then fine. it reset. I'm fine. I'm doing fine. You're doing fine, Steve. How do I sound? Do I sound okay to you? Yeah, you're a little echoey, but we could live with it. Yeah, sound mm-hmm. good. Don't worry about it. Good. Um, Hey, you'll be interested in this, I think. Uh, Ooh, I will. Tyler Perry says he was not comforting Will Smith after the Oscar slap. Ooh. I will tell you what he has to say about what mm. went down at the Oscars when we come right back, okay? Come back. Okay. All right. Bye now. Here. We'll be right back. Appreciate you listening to the Donna and Steve experience and my talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Everything. Got a lot of stuff coming up. College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Coming very quickly, I'm going to tell you about a new new fashion trend for men, which I'm very curious to know what you would think. Steve, (laughs) I think you'd be more open to it than Grant would, but stick around. That'll be coming up after the College of Pop Culture. (laughs) Oh, I'm excited. Oh, goody. Okay, so uh, Tyler Perry, do you remember after Will Smith got up and slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars and sat back down that we saw Denzel approach Will Smith, yes. yes. And, you know they had their like hands on his shoulders and were talking. Tyler Perry wants you to know he wasn't comforting Will Smith; he was de-escalating. De-escalating. Okay. That's what else does it? Does he peel back the curtain as to what okay. he said to so, Will? He um he just basically dude, you just said, went crazy and you're about to win an Oscar, man, and you just lost your mind. You need to chill. Pretty now. much. Okay, so he said he was hesitant to talk about this this situation. Um but he did and he said that his first hand experience of that moment was uh you know, he knows that 
he knows that people have a general interest. So that's why he's talking a little bit about it from his point of view. He was there. He was up close. He said he left early to go and check on Chris because it was wrong in no uncertain time, uh, no uncertain terms. And he made sure he said that to Will. He said it was clear that Will Smith was devastated and couldn't believe what had happened. And he said, I think it was very much in reflection of trying to figure out, you know, like, oh, my God, what did I just do? He said he was looking at him, looking in his eyes and saying, what are you doing? This is your night. And Mm. to get all this way to winning an Oscar, it was one of the crowning moments of his career that he wanted so desperately. Um, And then he alluded, this is, um, um, what's his face? Help me out. Tyler Perry. Thank you. Tyler Perry alluded to Will's memoir in which he said that as an eight-year-old, do you remember this? He couldn't do anything to protect his mother when he was eight years old. There's a passage in Mm -hmm. his memoir. And Tyler Perry said, I know that feeling and I get chills just thinking about it. I know the feeling of being a man and thinking about the little boy. If that trauma is not dealt with right away as you get older, it will show up in the most inappropriate and horrible times, which is what he thinks happened to Will Smith. And he thinks Chris Rock yeah. was a champion the way he handled it. And he's friends with both men. Sort of a yes and no to all of that. I mean, from what I remember going through the book, you know, bear in mind that Will Smith, and I'm not trying to pile on Will Smith here. I, Will Smith has addressed that. He has addressed the situation with his mother in that, like, look, he just wrote a book where he talked about it head on. So there's some level of work that he has done to address that. Now, what that doesn't mean is that once you address something, you no longer feel it or are at risk of doing something sort of triggered by it. I'm not saying that, but the headline on that has felt a little bit lazy sometimes because people will keep going back to the book, the book, the book, and like that it was like like an undealt with childhood thing. I didn't get that from reading the book. I felt like it was a thing, a big, meaningful thing from his childhood where he had the horror of seeing his mother as the victim of abuse at the hands of her, his father. And that, and that leaves an indelible memory on you and not jumping in and stepping in to intervene. But, but it sounds like he's addressed it to some extent because elsewhere in the book, Donna, he goes through this phase in his career where he was just like ready to step up to any. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Anybody because he knew that someone had his back. He's got a big guy, I think his name's Charlie, who's been with him throughout his entire career. I mean, Will details many a scrap too, sort of like the... Oh, you want to say something? So I think what I'm trying to say is I think multiple things can be true at the same time because sure. there I think it's 
I don't think there's one headline that's. I was just well, well there's say, one headline that's being excuse. written. Yeah, not an excuse, and but it feels like it's easier to write the chivalry buried up in childhood hurt that came out as slapping another guy. But then there's the other part of the book too. If um, my point is, if you're going to read something from the book and allow that to interpret stuff. There's just, you got to read the other part of the book too, which right. is where he went through a phase where he was like, anyone who stepped to my, who stepped to me and, and challenged my pride, my, my space, my aura, my ego, I wasn't afraid to throw blows. And so there's a little bit of that too. Now, sure. I'm not a therapist. You could say it's all rooted in the same kind of insecurity and all that. But I'm very curious, you know, I, can I we just, need to hear from Will soon, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we sure do. We do. But I just want to just point out one thing. Okay. Tyler Perry is saying no matter what, what he did was completely wrong. He's not sure. saying that it's an, it should be excused. He said, but something triggered, and that was so out of mm. everything he is. That's what Tyler Perry said as his friend. Sure. And Tyler Perry also may have gravitated or grabbed onto that passage in the book because he also was a victim of abuse and came from mm. an abusive, had an abusive mm. childhood. That's I hear that. how I see it. You know, like obviously sure. he's going to connect with, with him from that standpoint, but also saying maybe he didn't completely deal with it the way he thought he did. Yeah. I don't know. I'm with you. I'm not a yeah. therapist. Yeah, I'm not a ther- and it's it's tricky, and and frankly, it remains a little trickier because you're to some extent left with conjecture until you hear a little more from Correct. Will. We've heard from him, um, but I think folks want to tap in a little more. We heard a statement. It's been what three months now. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, it feels like you wonder how long before he addresses it. In what way will he address it? Right. You know, we gotta um, go. College of Pop Culture Knowledge. You ready to play? We're tied. Oh, 651-641-1071. Call now. You can play too. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. It's Donna Valentine here in the Twin Cities. We got Steve Patterson in New York. I'm walking here. We got I Am Grant with us as well. Do we have a caller on the line? We do. Then we're ready to go. It's time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster. Lobster. I want to see how smart you are. I'm pulling the wrong pot down. How's it going, everybody? We are here to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. And Steve is in New York. Donna's here in St. Paul at the My Talk studio. And we've got Lindsay with us, who's in Donna's hood. She's from Bloomington. Yeah, what up, girl? Hi, Lindsay. Good morning. Hi. Hey, Lindsay, can we ask uh, East or West Bloomington? Um, I'm not for, I'm not at the class of 35 and 494. Kind of off the window, Kinda. so... It's in between. I'm Switzerland. Okay, yeah, you're kind of so, in between. Right. There you go. Lindsay, the score is 15 to 15 right now. Oh, boy. And we don't know what the topic is yet. Oh, yeah. So do I tell you that first? My apologies. Sure. So the topic, today is New Mexico Day. So oh. the topic is famous people that are born in New Mexico. Now, knowing that crazy topic there, what would who would you like to play with, Lindsay? Steve or Donna? Oh, my goodness gracious. 
Hmm. Think I'm hey, Steve lived in New today. Mexico. Okay. Shoot. Say the title. Say the full title one more time. Me? Yeah, the full so title Me- of our the today topic is New Mexico today. Day, and we're going to be talking about famous Wait people that are born in New Mexico. Born. Hmm. Okay. You know, I don't want to sway the audience here, but I'm pretty sure that as I came in here today and set up in this room, right beside me was the room for Brian Cranston of Breaking Bad, which shot in New Mexico. And he and I, of course, had a wonderful 20-minute interview, really a kindred spirit. So he, Brian and I have both lived in New Mexico. That being said, caller, it's your choice who you would like to team up with. She already picked me. Oh, she already did? <laughs> Sorry, guys, a little slow on the download. Wow, well, that hurts, and I feel really desperate for having tried to say all that. Okay, I'm going to take my headphones off. All right. Uh, just wave your fingers when it's my time. Okay. We will. Make sure you turn them down, too. <laughs> okay. All right, Dave. Lindsay. All right. So what I'm going to do, Lindsay, I'm going to ask Donna these questions first, then we'll come back to you. You guys can uh, communicate together and pick the right answers that you feel are perfect, okay? All right. All right, Donna, you ready to rock and roll? Sure. All right. He hosted the 87th Academy Awards in 2015, thus making him the first openly gay man to host the Academy Awards. Who is this? I don't remember. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris. In August of 1991, she appeared nude on the cover of Vanity Fair, pregnant with her daughter, Scout. Yeah, that's um, Demi Moore. A singer with the same first name as Answer 2, they, highest charting song was 2017's Sorry Not Sorry. Demi Lovato. I'm not quite 100% on that first one. I know he hosted the Tonys. I'm not sure if Neil Patrick Harris hosted the Oscars. Who else would it have been? Oh, man. Well, we can ask Lindsay. Lindsay, how do you feel about her answer for Neil Patrick Harris hosting the 87th Academy Awards in 2015? 2015. I'm I'm gonna have to go with her because my brain is okay. Not coming up with anything else. I think I feel okay. I feel. uh, Oh, it could have been Corden. Nah, I don't think so. All right, we'll just stick with it. If we get it wrong, whatever. Okay, guys. Well, let's get Steve back in the show here. Lindsay, thank you so much. We'll get back to you after Steve answers his questions. Stevie boy, you ready to go? Bro, so pumped, man. How'd it go? (gasps) I just said something that wasn't true. What? I know you uh, did uh, about so James Corden. Yep, yep. Ah, we got, got that stain on my shirt like a Tide pen. Here we go. All right, Steve, you ready to go? <laughs> yes, I'm ready. All right. So again, New Mexico Day. These are famous people born in New Mexico. He hosted the 87th Academy Awards in 2015, thus making him the first openly gay man to host the Academy Awards. Neil Patrick Harris. In August of 1991, she appeared nude on the cover of Vanity Fair, pregnant with her daughter's scout. Hmm. Um, oh, yeah, that's um, Demi Moore. A singer with the same name as answer number two, first name as answer number two, they have the highest... Demi Lovato. Okay, you might keep that as your so answer. So you, th- you, you thought that James Corden was gay? No. <laughs> Did you imply it, though, based on the question and then your answer? Well, I answered yes. Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> okay. So we both got everything right. As soon as oh, you oh, said, okay. Then I went, oh, maybe it was Corden. 
And then I thought, oh yeah. my God, I just said something that isn't <laughs> true. He's like married. Oh no, as soon as you said that, I just, I just wanted to be like, oh, he's not gay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. Ugh. I mean, not he's, that there's anything wrong with that. Hey, you know, as Seinfeld always said, not that there's anything wrong with that. Okay, guys. Hey, Seinfeld, did I tell you guys I'm in New York right now? Oh, hey. boy. Did you go to see the soup Nazi? No, but my, I have a story about my cab driver in a minute. Funny that you say Soup Nazi and Seinfeld's Restaurant. I'll save all of it. Okay, so you guys were, in fact, correct on all three of those. So we're going to be in a tiebreaker yeah. situation here. Neil Patrick Harris, born in 1973 in Albuquerque, New Mexico, was the 87th Academy Awards host in 2015. Demi Moore, born in Roswell, New Mexico in 1962, was on the cover of Vanity Fair. And Demi Lovato, Born in 1992 in Albuquerque, Sorry Not Sorry was her highest, or was the highest charting song in 2017. So, we're going to come down to this tiebreaker, guys. You guys say the name. Lindsay, you ready to go? If you know them, if you know this person from New Mexico, say your name and you'll get a chance to win here. All of you ready to go? Yeah. Okay, let's yes. do it. Steve. P- Peter. <laughs> from Peter, Paul, and Mary. No. Oh, I got it, Donna. What is it, Donna? John Tenfer. That is correct. Oh. Nice job. Wow. Yeah, she takes the lead. Donna, Woo! 16 to 15. Woo! Steve, you got what? some work to do, buddy. I'm a winner, you're a loser. <laughs> Donna. But not you. That's in poor it's taste. It's a different Steve. Why but I was the one you? who... Well, we just played the game together, and I lost the game, and then you said that, so the context clues made me think it might have been about me. No, it's Stillwater Steve. That's yeah, you don't know. Oh. Yeah, Stillwater Steve yeah. helped me win yesterday. Lindsay, what are you going to do with your one Bitcoin? <laughs> or what's the prize? I don't know. It's a t-shirt. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, it's worth about a Bitcoin right now, huh? Crypto's going down. Hey, Steve, Sorry. easy there. All uh, right. Lindsay, way to go. Yay, us. Congrats, Lindsay. Stay on hold, okay? Aw, thanks. Aww, nice. Have a good rest of your day. We love you. Yeah, you today. Bye. Stay cool out there in Bye, Wilmington, Lindsay. all right? Oh, is it hot all back right. there? Oh, it's hot everywhere. Oh, Steve, it's going to be 100 degrees today. Oh, it's so hot. No. What do you got there? It was gorgeous out this morning. It was, it was muggy yesterday. It was probably about 70 degrees and low humidity, low dew point. Mm. We're sitting at 87 now, right now, and it probably feels like 94. Mm-hmm. And it's really going up to like 100? Yeah, it's going like to feel like 100, 105. We're going to push it. Yeah. yeah, we have an excessive heat warning till 8 p.m. tonight. It's going to be so dang hot. I'm going to get Lindsay's information. Please. Okay, you get Lindsay's information. Bye. I'm going to hit this button. Here we go. Time for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. 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 some issues that have been causing trouble over the olive oil industry for the past decade. Oh. Looks okay, like we were going to listen, olive oil's already expensive. Mm-hmm. We are yes, there mm, there's some problems, okay? Chief among them mm. is a rapidly spreading olive tree killing bacteria. Did you say tree? Nope. That, Sorry. coupled with COVID-related production problems uh, and supply issues that have to do with the ongoing war in Ukraine, are just wreaking havoc on the olive oil <sighs> industry. Just want to let you know. So now what? Go get so now EVOO is going to be, you got to check run your credit first or something? Steve, I don't know how this works. I'm just the messenger. Know, so olive oil. Okay. 
get it. I only have a little I bottle. Have... I better go get some. I use it a lot. Oh, do you really? Yes. Do you ever go to like the Olive Grove? Uh, the Olive Grove in Mendota Heights. You could go check that out. It's like these no. olive oil stores. Oh, Donna, and then you go, and then they have little like shot glasses. You go around and you try the olive oil, sip it, take it neat, and then you can get regular olive oil, but they have a lot of flavored olive oils and flavored balsamics as well. And there are some to die for uh, flavors of them and recipes that you can make from them. We used to have someone on Twin Cities Live all the time uh, from the Olive Grove in Mendota Heights, and it was so good. Everything she made so stinking good. Oh, yummy. Mm, you know, it's really good truffle oil. Love it. Thank you. Donna. I love My cavalacci ca- cavalacci al funghi oh, is with, made with, it has truffle butter. Oh, yes. so good. So good. Now, so it's funny good. that you mentioned these oils and all of this, because I want to tell you a story about the, the driver that I had yesterday. Okay. Who, you know, when we say, I'm walking here. Yes. And everyone's like, ha ha, that's kind of a cartoony version. Um... No, it's not. No, it's I not. met the source material <laughs> yesterday, and it was a very enjoyable cab ride. But oils came up in the conversation as well oh, as wow. we touched on all the things. So we'll tell you a little bit about that. Also, uh, news about James Corden, who Donna was making claims about earlier today, which weren't true. I, but I do, we do I know don't. this. He's leaving the Late Late Show. We know now where he's going next geographically. But I wonder if there's a chance that he might land up in a certain gig across the pond. I'll explain what I think could be possible. Kind of, maybe, sort of. When we come back, it's Donna and Steve on My Talk. Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1, where talk is fun. <laughs> so what's Seacrest sh- doing right now? <laughs> um, I think that they were shooting something. and, um, and I don't, Hang on one second, let me listen. I just hear laughter in the building. It's a happy place to be. Oh, There's just good. fun things that are happening. Um, so I wish I would have had a chance to remember last time I tried to sneak around and I tried to time when I got coffee during this radio show at the same time that Josh Brolin would have been walking off set so that we would have had like a, oh my gosh, look at you, look at me. We seem like we automatically respect each other kind of a moment at the coffee bar. <laughs> I mistimed it, it didn't happen. So, too, so this morning I get in here um, to the studio here in New York at 6.30 and was getting the radio stuff all set up so I could go do the shoot and all that. But when I saw that, I I saw the room right beside me, and I'm pretty sure it was a name for the show that they shot today um, for uh, Brian Cranston. And I was like, can you imagine? What would I have done? How would I have made that situation awkward? If I would have met Brian Cranston earlier and we would have been sharing a wall, I mean, we would have been essentially college roommates. Would I have said, hey, we met once. Would I have done the thing that I always feel so uncomfortable when people do that to me? Like, you might not remember me, but, and I'm like, up oh, for sure I don't. If you're starting with that, I don't remember you. <laughs> would I have made it weird with Brian Cranston or would I have been like, hey, Cranny, what'd it do? Uh, remember Albuquerque, oh, man? And then could it have gone somewhere positive? I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> it couldn't have gone as awkward as your pee with uh, your football coach there. What was that? The That was Bill Cower. Bill Cower. That uh, must have, that, that's as awkward as it gets, right? 
That was Hall of Fame coach Bill Cowher. I have a friend who was next to Tim McGraw and started conversing with him, and I'm like, I can't, I can't even talk to you right now. I don't even, I don't finish the story. I don't want to know. I can't. I peed next to Orlando Bloom in this bathroom right outside of where I am about a year ago, and I was like, oh, I'm here, and now Orlando Bloom is here, oh, and we're he now like we're in person. <laughs> well, is he pretty? Yes, he's pretty. Of course, yeah. He thinks he's like some haggard dumpster man, and it's all CGI. It's all motion capture. He's a good-looking human. I'm just checking. Bill Cower, the story was, he came in. He's a big football player, Super Bowl-winning coach. I can't. You know, Stevie Boy's got bladder problems. <laughs> I get stage fright at urinals. He comes in, and it was like somebody uncorked a... Uh, 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 Fire no, hydrant. I, I was like, this is no, no, no. But thought, listen, like his this flow is so, was like was super, incredible. This is incredible. This is an I was episode like, on the Kaminsky method, actually. Is he's got right? prostate oh, issues, funny. and all these young kids are coming in just peeing, yes. peeing, peeing. Oh, I thought like, he was going to crack porcelain. Trickle, trickle, trickle. He comes in and starts to <laughs> like he's just, I mean, tearing this thing up. So then I stupidly. Now insecure of my own stream, try to push harder. I farted. <laughs> oh, I want to go home. It's the best. You can't. There's another hour. Hey, you're going to love this story about this cabbie. Donna, I met the cabbie that you and I, he's just a quintessential New Yorker that I you and I. I love talking to cabbies. <sighs> love it. Oh, my it's my gosh. favorite thing, no matter what city I'm yeah. in. Yeah. I, I find I'm, I'm often a car, probably about 60% of the time, I'm a car talker in an Uber, a cab, a car. I'm just like, what's your story? How long yeah. have you been driving? You know? Anyway, this guy gets in. I go to New, New York LaGuardia Airport, which is getting totally redone. It should. So I fly into this new terminal. <laughs> it's gorgeous now, Donna. Oh, my gosh. The, really? I was in there, Terminal B. It was beautiful. And something very interesting for all of you travelers out there, if you're deciding LaGuardia or JFK, one of the really cool things about Terminal B at LaGuardia is you exit your plane, there's a mall, there's beautiful shopping and uh, restaurants, etc. To get to baggage claim though, you have to go up two escalators and then eventually to get back down to baggage claim, you have to then you walk in a terminal and then you go back down two escalators. But here's what's interesting about going up the escalators. They have floor to ceiling windows, such great natural light in this Terminal B at LaGuardia. But you get to look down on the runway. So think about this. Anytime you see a plane at the gate at MSP or most airports, you're eye level with them. Mm. This one, you go up two stories. And so you're like in a tunnel at one point, like a little skyway. Hmm. And there are full freaking 747s that are driving, taxiing right underneath you. So you look down. And at one point, I looked out the window. And I must have seen five, six, seven different planes, all that were moving. And again, there's something about being at eye level versus seeing it and you're up in the air about 20 feet. It was just such a cool way to kind of see the the brains of the the uh, the runway and how air traffic control has to work and they're flagging sure. them over. It was just a totally different perspective. And then as cool. I started taking pictures, I was like, Look at all of the other adults who are just like moving on, like, all right, buddy, I got a flight to catch. Anyway, so I'm seeing all this in the airport. I get down. The driver meets me. We're in baggage claim. He says, uh, I said, boy, this is quite the thing. He said, yeah, you had to come down two escalators, didn't you? What, what's up with that? What are they doing up there? And I like really thick accent. 
And I was like, oh, it looks great. And he's like, yeah, I haven't flown in 15 years and I never will again. And I was like, you are going to be fun to talk to because you view the world much more pessimistically than I do. And turns out guy's been living in Queens Mm -hmm. his whole life, born in Italy, comes over here when he's six. And he is telling me all these stories about everything, including times when he used to, you know, of course, nothing was the way it should be anymore from his perspective. Right, right, right. And all used to be amazing. And now everything is terrible. You know, I used to come in here at a Times Square. You used to be able to do that. You know what I mean? You could get a pie. It'd be three ninety nine for a pie. You share with all your friends. He says, there was, was one night I go to this, some comedy club, right? I'm, just, I'm there with a girlfriend. Things are going well, as you do. <laughs> and it says mystery guest. So I say, all right, sure, yeah, we're going to do mystery guest, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he says, you know who the mystery guest is? Two in the morning. Who comes out? And I'm like, who comes out? Robin Williams. Wow, comes out. that's This awesome. is like 1979, something like that. He's in his heyday in stand-up. He comes out, just crushes it. He gets to see him there. But then there's other times he's telling me stuff. We talk about Italian cooking. Of course, I told him that I ate at Chibo Avino last time. I said, Have you, are you familiar with Cavalacci al Funghi? He talks to me about these sauces. He said, you know, all that pasta that you love, you know, it's so easy to make at your own home. I said, yeah, but I'm Thank an Irishman you. who's... Thank I you, know. sir. It, because Italian food is very simple. It's not, it's not what you think it is. People overdo it. When yeah, you, that's what he was conveying. In Italy, it's it's basic. There's you'll see yeah. a, a piece of like basil on top of it with a little sauce, slice of mozzarella. 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 Well, then he started waxing poetic about uh, the recipes that he makes and and that his mom used to make and his grandmother that used to make these Italian things. And she'd get these tomatoes and you just dice them up and you keep dicing them a little bit more, a little bit of olive oil. You let it brown a little bit. You boy, you put garlic in there. But he has such a thick New York <laughs> Italian accent from Queens. It was so incredible. And there was one point when he said, I used to come down here for the, to see the ball drop. You know what they used to have when a ball would drop? They'd have one or two news crews, whatever. They shoot it and then you go home. <laughs> and then he said, I get there like 10 minutes for the ball drop. And then he said to me, he was right at the end of our ride. So now what? You got to get here at nine in the morning and go through security. Are you nuts? And I was like, are you reading from a script, sir? Because you are hired as the disgruntled but lovable uh, Queen's taxi guy. He was He's going to come back talking like this guy. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. I'm walking. I you got a house you want to buy, hit up the Ooh. Orange New York and Westchester. Orange! your typical father's real estate agency. Oh, my God, I love it. <laughs> that guy's tagline, take care, brush your hair. That's what he says after all of his videos. That's take care, hilarious. brush your hair. <laughs> That's great. Grant, you got a, a dirt alert for us coming up? Absolutely. Got some good stuff coming All right, we'll get to that. And uh, I'll, I've got some opinions on Stranger Things.